Nerd Lag Game Club. Welcome to the Nerd Lag Game Club podcast, the podcast where we play games instead of reading books. I'm Corey, and I'm joined by three party members today. Lauren. Hey. Tunza. What's up? And Danboy. Hello. In this episode of the Game Club, we're competing to become the best club at school and are playing Wintermore Tactics Club. Wintermore Tactics Club was released on May 5th, 2019, and was developed by EVC Games and published by Versus Evil. Versus Evil has published other games such as Pillars of Eternity, Tower of Guns, and Little Guardian. Before we get any further into Winner More Tactics Club, I want to give a spoiler warning and I would recommend playing this before listening to the episode. This was our game for the month of April, and I'm going to give a brief summary of the story for Winner More Tactics Club. So, Winner More Tactics Club follows a group of high school students that like to play a game called CNC, which is just DD their copyright i would assume is why they went that direction yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah kyle combs and uh oh god i can't remember what the other part is the story starts by the principal calling an assembly and telling every club that they will be competing in snowball fights to determine which club will become the ultimate club if your club loses during the tournament you have to disband forever so basically it follows our three main characters along with a bunch of other students at the school as they go through and compete in this tournament and play CNC. Uh basically we tie in our knowledge for CNC to play snowball fights that are in the world of CNC. Yeah. It's a little weird, but that uh I think that sums it up for just a basic story. We'll get a little more into it later on. But that's that's a good little summary, I think. For each game we play, we like to break down all the main parts of the game. So starting with gameplay and mechanics, Tunza is going to tell us all about the gameplay and mechanics for Wintermore Tactic Club. I guess you have to break it down to two. There's like your open worldness, which is kind of point and click. Uh, I know Dan said he played it on controller. I don't know how that worked. Like, like if he navigated with the analog stick or also just... Yeah, yeah you just kind of walked. Okay, like on the mouse, you just clicked wherever you needed to go. Uh, there's a little... You go into each area. There's always stuff to interact with, people to talk to. And then once you get into the CNC slash snowball battles, it becomes like a, tac- a tactics game where you move your troops. Uh, I think Fire Emblem... Uh, this or like Banner Saga or something similar. And then each one has abilities based off like their characters or what they are, like ar- the the typical like architects of like Paladin, Mage, uh, Rogue, and then so on and so on. And then you just battle. That's basically the mechanics. There isn't much other than picking where your troops go and what a- attack they're going to do. Yeah, there's a... Uh... It's a tactics RPG, but at the lowest basic form of it. So it doesn't ever get too complex by any means. Most characters, at most, maybe have four attacks. I would say the most your setup. complex it really gets is, like, you get certain items that allow you to, like, do, like, either, like, gain extra tactics points, which is, like, an ultimate move, 
or like the mage girl has an ability to um, not do friendly fire damage, and then you could select them and chain attacks, like connect everybody together. That's the most, I guess, complicated it really gets. Yeah, and then you have, I don't know what you would technically consider them. You can add fire onto certain squares or bramble or majimus. Uh, ground effects, I guess. Yeah, so those can allow you to make a strategy to deal with specific enemies or just cause damage over time because enemies are sitting in fire or whatever. But yeah, yeah the, the combat is the most complex. The story portion of it is just walking around and interacting. Yeah, it's more like a visual novel point-click game. All right, so we're going to move on to art design, and Lauren is going to tell us all about the art for Wintermore Tactics Club. All right, well, I was trying to figure out how to describe the art, but I wasn't really getting much out of my brain, so I don't know if you guys could help me with that portion. Good? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, like, tra- I don't know, kind of reminded me of, like, a trading card texture type thing. It looks very hand-drawn. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's pretty colorful, not in, like, the aspect of, like, neon colors, like, bright, but there's definitely a lot of colors that they use, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, The only thing that isn't like that is when you go into the map, the map looks hand-drawn. It's just kind of white with black lines, and then when you go to highlight an area to select it. It's got like a yellowish tint over it. Uh, I guess that's the best way to describe the art. Uh, Leo Dasso, credited as the tech art and art lead on the game's website. Kind of a weird title to give your lead artist. Uh, So he's kind of who I focused on because there wasn't many people that worked on it. When he was working on the game, it was under contract, so he wasn't a part of, like, the studio. He just had that game contract, and that was it. It doesn't look like he was really working for any studio at that time, but he was going to school at the same time to further his programming skills. So he was going to school to be, like, a full-stack developer, which was pretty interesting. He was working on the game and going to school at the same time. The hard-working man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. He has a pretty impressive resume, too, when it comes to not necessarily games that I could find, but he's worked a lot of places, managed a lot of teams. So now he's working on a title called Haunty, which is a game about, like, a, a ghost and you're haunting. There's not a ton that I looked into with it, The art looks really cool. I was showing Corey earlier. Uh, It's under his new studio that he started for, like, personal projects called Moon Loop. And this will actually be their first game that they're releasing next year. It said they're aiming for quarter two, 2024. Uh, We'll we'll see how that goes. His other stuff, he has, like, a YouTube channel that it looks like he's used a couple times. Just for, like, a trailer for a game he was working on. And he uploaded a trailer for this newest game, like, seven months ago. And that's about it. It's like, 300 subs or something. 
Yeah, that uh, that game you showed me, it's a lot different than the art style of this one. Yeah, definitely. But it does look neat. I did like, well, it's not really a like moment. It's a little weird, and this is why you don't trust Wikipedia. The publisher for this game, if you look it up on Wikipedia, does not list this game at all. But if you go through website, it it's on there. So I don't know what that's all about. Anything else for art? Nope. Uh, the only thing I wanted to add is how, like, the world, all the characters look, like, I don't know how to describe it, just, like, kind of normal-ish. And then when you talk to them, they get, like, their own, like, like, when they, it goes into, like, the visual novel where you're having conversation, they have, like, so much detail to them. And then uh, each of their characters has, like, minute detail. My favorite is Jacob, how he just has, it's him, just with a cape. Yeah, like, they're... Just like bare minimum, and then some people are super extra about everything that's going on. Yeah, your CNC characters are like whatever you want them to be, obviously. It's Dungeons and Dragons. And Jacob, which is the rogue, is just like, oh, I'll put like a bed sheet on <laughs> and like nothing else. But then, like, it's still his uniform is normal every day. And then you get that character, Duncan, at the very end, and he's like a full bledged bat in the CNC, yeah. but he's just like a nor, he's just like. I don't know, he's a pretty basic character. He wears, like, a jacket in real life. He's just hunched over. It's the only thing you notice. Yeah. But it is neat that they, like, go all out with the details. And uh, this isn't really art-related, but the fact that they... You write backstories for all the characters as they join you? Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. But, uh, yeah. yeah. It makes for good entertainment. The art style is i i like it it's very it's done really well because they do a lot of emotion where they could have been lazy when they do like the graphic novel portions but they show a lot of emotion in those so that's a lot of drawing the same character over and over again so good on them but all right let's move on to sound and music dan you're up next how about you tell us about the sound design and music for wintermore tactics club Alright, so, the music. Um, you guys are gonna have to help me a little bit, like, to make sure I'm understanding this correctly, because I'm I'm a little confused on this. So, uh, the uh, music for it, if you ever look up the Wintermore Texas Club OST, you get that it is a album by the name Laika Fox, like, yeah, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look up that name, you can't really find much, but you can find a website with that name, which it seems like it is kind of like an alias for this guy, and that's kind of the name he goes by for all of his, like, projects. From my understanding, that's how it kind of makes it seem like. So if that's how this is looking, uh, his real name is Mike Sennett, Sennott, but, uh, he's a songwriter, he's in, like, a band. Kind of weird. Um, but yeah, he wrote and produced and composed the soundtrack for the game. Also did a couple of other games. But uh, for the most part, he kind of just... Yeah, I don't, I don't think he really does much, to be honest. He's kind of just a, a, a little guy. I've said this analogy before, but he's just a little fish in a big pond. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the music is kind of just there it kind of goes with everything pretty well 
there there's not too many sounds really there's like four songs that i think play throughout the whole game yeah i think you're right because um, it's usually based on whatever emotion or like you know if it's like a something like scary might be happening or like a happy moment like the music changes to fit those and then there's like just the i'm walking around school music yeah for the most part the way he describes the music in this game it's just the world map it's just inspired by classic JRPG music. Um, then you got the final boss music, which it's inspired by Persona soundtracks. Um, and then just the end credit music, which she said is just basically like an 80s style power ballad for the <laughs> end of credits. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like when it, whenever the end credits kind of play, like the only thing it makes me think of is, uh, oh god, what is that? Oh, what's that movie? Um, with the de- where they're all in detention. Yeah, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. <laughs> Breakfast Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the only mu- movie that was coming to my head during the music, and I was like, oh, weird. Now, I think that was kind of the idea, because if you walk around and talk to all the students it tells you like what they did in the future mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's a very like 80s thing yeah probably my, one of my favorite parts of the game to be honest it's so good because like some of them are super weird they are we'll, we'll get to that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah music's fine overall i mean i, I think it works well it's very fitting oh yeah the for game. Sure. yeah it doesn't need to be over the top the narrative in this game is what draws you in. Um, and I really I really like the gameplay, but the music does its job. It's not gonna get awards probably, but I think it's I think it's absolutely fine for what you're playing. Anything else for music, guys? Yeah, that's probably it. I just yeah, it's fitting, I guess. It's... Yeah, there there's not like a whole lot musically that goes on in the game. All right. Well, it doesn't uh... help that we're not music people. <laughs> yeah, none of us have a. Music There's certain background. games people gush about when like they'll tell me about things, and I'm like, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I don't even think I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes like I acknowledge that it's there, but I'm just like, oh, okay. Like... And there, and then, but then there's times like like weirdly example is like in control there's a like a level that's designed around music, and it's like of course you're gonna notice, but also it's like oh this is awesome, I like this. Or you have Lauren's moments, like to the moon, when she just sat there and listened to it. Yeah. Cried. Oh, <laughs> Don't cry. Not me, I cried. <laughs> oh yeah, I cried. All right, uh, let's open up the floor and just talk about anything that made an impact. So, who wants to start off? I'll save the end for last, I guess. Oh. Because I know that's what everybody's probably wants to talk about. <laughs> I wanted to uh, bring up the credit, like, where are they now type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. All right. How is it that think... that part is what caught everyone's attention? Is like, <laughs> I want to talk about that. Because it was good. Like, the other parts are just random. the game. Yeah, it was just, like, the game. Like, it stuck, it stuck out probably the most to me. Uh, how are we going to break this down? Like, are we just going to go through parts we liked? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think we should go like chapter by chapter. Just yeah, I think it's it, gonna be difficult. I I guess uh, I'll start off then. So the very beginning yeah. of the game, it shows all of the other clubs in the school, 
and some of them are super weird. <laughs> so you get like the animal mean? identification club. Furries. And yeah, and then it's like new. What's what's the one that uh, new, new wave? Indus- new wave new- what? Is it industrial? I don't remember if it's industrial. It's like appreciative or something. It's the, like it's what, it, the, and then the people in it. It's like the girl, which one of my favorite things. She goes by Bahamut, but her real name's like Sarah. Yeah, and then she's, she's like, like, no one calls me that. She's like, if you call me that, I'll rip your like, I'll rip your voice box out of your throat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh okay. Oh Jesus Christ, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, chill out. <laughs> Uh, and then the people with her are like, what is it, Devo? The guy, the Conehead guys? The Rob, like, like, I swear. Devo. That's who they're referencing. Oh, I don't remember if they had, like, a name or anything. Yeah, it's like the ones that wear, like, the real strange. The head things. Yeah. Yeah, it's Devo. But, like, those guys. Then you had the Psychic Club. Which, that one's kind of normal, I think, they're, right? They're psychic detectives. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a little more normal. Yep, normal. Yep. I, I mean, I guess, right? I like, remember going to Psychic Detective Club. I night, didn't go to school, but there could have been one. We didn't really I, I, have clubs, to be fair. Wait, I don't, I don't oh, think yeah. we did either. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of that horse club. Oh, uh, yeah, that one's probably the most normal. Yeah. Our club. Well, there was a football, football team, but yeah. you, you didn't see them. Yeah, football team. Student uh, council. Student like council. There's the people that want, like, a monarchy or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're the weirdest guy. You wanted to get, like, a good part of this. I was just like, <laughs> I hate this guy. <laughs> They're so good. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, that's so goofy. That's We want to bring back the monarchy. Of course, of course, you two white privileged boy. <laughs> yeah, y'all rich and stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my first one. If I can figure out how to bring up a list, you think yeah, it would be sh- easier than this? Uh, yeah, it's like, it's hard not to either dive into the game. Uh, everybody did all the side missions, right? Yeah, yeah I did all of them. Yeah, I did all. Of them. They're all really good. Oh, all right, I'll bring up my dumb part. Is you know how you design? You design like two posters. I mean, I guess. Oh my god, I was gonna yeah. bring this up. So my first poster, I did so good, and then I claimed it was the horse. So, <laughs> so it's really weird. I'm gonna see if I can find the picture. But it's uh, yeah, I did a really bad job of like every time they bring up the horse is is that picture, and it's like tactics club. I put a star for the explanation point. All this stuff. My favorite's him going like it's a horse, and he's like carrying. The, like it's a horse. Man, I love that. Uh, like they always bring it up, like all the time. Like even later, they'll like be like, "Oh, I got you this picture of a horse." And it's like this is awful. This looks like shit. I I also didn't dry like draw a horse. Like you guys can't read. All right, so I have a list here. Okay. Um. Historical reenactment club. Oh, hold on. Um, the caveman oh, and yeah. Civil War guy. Bodybuilders yeah. Anonymous. Oh yeah, did, did we did talk we, about that. I don't think we see them at all. I don't but think that, we that see is them. one of them. You got Society for the Pre- Preservation of Hoop and Stick. 
Oh yeah, these are the ones that were listed. Yeah, yes. I was like, I don't, I don't think Sunday I've seen Funnies them. Club, Young Young Monarchist. Yeah, the worst. League of Extraordinary Tempers. Didn't read them. Future no. Veterans of Foreign Wars. <laughs> the Reckless Baking Club. Uh, oh no. I wanted to fight them. The Knitting Club, <laughs> which they do reference, uh, but we don't actually see them. The Psychic Detectives. The yeah. Model UN. <laughs> the Fencing Team. No. Association of Individuals Improving Baseball. <laughs> Um, that's what they list at the beginning of the game Um, I think you actually get to see all the other ones like student council and the football team and all that stuff but these are just all the other ones so pretty funny I like that they're just like whatever about it they just kind of like oh here you go here's some weird stuff that's the first thing I noticed when we started because I was like what are these clubs (laughs) Yeah, they're super goofy. I want to know what reckless baking is. <laughs> yeah, me too. Never using a timer. It's what I do yeah. all the time. You don't even know what ingredients you're putting in. <laughs> you put it in the oven <laughs> and you go watch YouTube videos. <laughs> and hope you remember to check. <laughs> Just see what happens. <laughs> is that burning or does it smell good? <laughs> <laughs> or oh. fist while baking. Oh no. Oh, yeah. that could That could be it too. Or like you're True trying bad. to you're trying to bake a cake, but like you're driving a hundred in a car. True, true. I like how the one girl, what is her name, Isabel, is like an underground kickboxer, and she's just always like, I wouldn't. Or she was like, I felt bad for you guys, but you know my club's underground and off school camp. <laughs> yeah, she's like, my mom doesn't like that I fight in it yeah. or whatever, and she's like, I can't I legally want- fight until I'm eighteen. Yeah, but yeah, side side quests are pretty good. They're super weird for the most part, it, and they're barely quests. You like barely like it sends you to either like talk to somebody or like you just talk to them again. Yeah, oh my God, the one side quest with uh, uh, the psychic detective and fucking the uh, music chick. Where you have to go like back and oh. forth between them. <laughs> yeah, they They're, didn't like, want to talk to each other. On the other side of the map from you, you just walk back and forth. I and like their notes are one. like, tell her she has night. I like her hair. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh That's a good uh, one. I like that that kid gives you book smelling perfume. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love their backstories. Their backstories are so good. Like their after credits. Uh yeah, but like yeah, these are like what the side missions are. They're just goofy, like weird stuff. There's one where like they want uh, Batu to play the Mongolian like horde, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't really, I'm not really violent though." He's like, "I like he's to play drawing." He was also there's like one of me. I'm not like a horde. <laughs> so like that, that's pretty interesting. And then they end up just doing like a poetry art contest against each other. The caveman kid, super weird, but I, I like it a lot. Um, like the side stuff. So, um, Lauren, do you have anything besides the end, end, end of the game? <laughs> no, 
it, it's kind of hard because what? the battles themselves don't really stand out. Not really. What were you going to say, yeah. Dan? Um, I was just going to ask what uh, characters everyone used like, in the battles. For a while? Like, for the most part. For a while, I was using the Pyromancer, the Rogue, and the Hellion. That was like, yeah, my group. Yeah, I think that was... I think that was my wait. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was mine. And then towards the end, I swapped out the rogue with the paladin or the guardian. Oh, uh, when he yeah, when he comes a little stronger. But I basically only used him as like health spotter. Like I would just kind of put him in front of people and let him take hits while I just double attacked with the hellion. Gotcha, gotcha. But I, I I really liked um I don't know what class he technically is, but Duncan's character, like the bat. Oh, I hated that yeah. one. Oh, Yen. I love that one. It for some reason was was like it would never let me place his ability down. I had an issue towards the end where it wasn't letting me place like him and the Hellions like big AoE like attack down. And they would just put it down my feet when I'm like, I'm trying to move here. I don't know. I don't know if that was just. I don't know. Really that yeah. had been user error because I didn't have that <laughs> issue. I don't know. And then there's one time I had to restart a battle immediately because I just used my. Like, so the Hellion, like, I got the one that catches the ground on fire and it just placed it down instead of moving and I just caught us all on fire in the starting area. I was like, oh, fuck, I just got to start over. Yeah, the, the battles are, are pretty simplistic. Um,. But my issue with Yen, which, like I said, I can't remember what class he technically is. I would call him like a druid or something. Um, I just wish he had more health. Uh, yeah, a lot of them don't really have any health. Because you have to get close with him to really do anything. Or like, yeah, I you guess know, the, the mage is fragile, it... but you can keep your distance. Like the pyromancer's fragile, but you can keep your distance. His attack is one square in front of him. Yeah. So it's like, why is yeah. he fragile? And then, like, he gets to the abilities to, like, put the little flowers down and do, like, a what bramble, like, form bushes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you can control the plant, but the plant really never seemed to do too much. I just don't work with that plant. Same. Yeah. I only, I only used it for his, like, missions. And then after that, I swapped him out. Did anyone oh. use the Cavalier? Yeah, quite a bit, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. used him for a little bit, and then I just kind of stopped using him. Just randomly. No real reason. I used him in the second to last fight of the game because I could disrupt the multiple attack thing that the boss does, and I'll explain that once we get there. But his move, being able to move like he does makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, but yeah, I, I think for the most part it was Hellion, Rogue, Pyromancer for me. Uh, just swap out the Pyromancer for the Mage, like the main girl. I don't know. I was kind of everywhere. I mean, I was for a mean. while, but my my last like couple squads were just those three without changing um, anything. I, I think basically at the end is whenever I kind of like stuck to people, but it was basically Mage. Rogue and uh, Bat Boy. 
The rogue was prime the best character, hands down. I I never used him. I used you him never used the, him? Like the very end, yeah. Oh, he's good at, at creating end, I just space. randomly swapped to him, and I was like, okay, this is fine. Or bringing people together, like the chain attack with a mage. Yeah, pulling yeah. his pu- being able to pull like he does was pull good. And, yeah, pull and push, and then like if you use the smoke bomb, like you basically either only took like one damage or they missed. Same with the like magma or the whatever. I, I always thought it was like miasma, like in video games, like the what? lingering like magic. It's like ma- magi mist. Yeah, it, I just thought of it like my like miss magic. Yeah, that's how I remember. Yeah, it was like my asthma. Yeah. That's huh. Oh no, my it. asthma. <laughs> <laughs> not, not not the same thing, but all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> All right, Lauren. What was your uh, what was your go to team? Um, I mean, I switched around a lot, but probably the Cavalier, the Hellion, and the extra person switched. It depended on what kind of enemies I was fighting. It was either the Paladin or the Mage, usually. Yeah, I like the Mage. I just like. Sometimes, like you'd find yourself in a situation. I'm like, oh well, she's dead. Yeah. Especially like when you had range, like enemies that could do range. Mm -hmm. Like they love to target her. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why I use the rogue and then do like a hook pull, and because I usually killed them unless they did three health. Did you guys do any of the master class challenges? Oh, I didn't do any um, of the challenges at all. Only two of them? So I did all but two. And man, did they make you think. And that's probably why I got so familiar with most of the characters and kind of just the way they worked. Because you, you, had to. you have to like swap it out and you have to change equipment and you have to like I was telling Lauren, I was like, there's certain of these master classes that like my first three moves had to be a specific way. And I had to set up my like the characters in specific spots because I was like, if I set up any other way, I automatically lose. Yeah, that's how I did the rogue one. And like I had to be like. I don't remember what it is now, but like certain what like there's one I had to like surround the enemy and push him like like last attack to push him away. Was... Yeah, and it's like and those challenges are hard because it's like nobody nobody can take damage but the paladin. So it's like if the other two people get hit, like you lose the challenge. Oh, that one was really dumb. Yeah, I remember. Um, then what? Like the ones like everyone has to survive, or the you know like so and so has to stay alive. Which those ones aren't as bad, but like if you lose your teammates. You might as well just restart because you just can't do enough alone because like the enemies are just too strong. But I really I did like it though because it actually like went from the combat being relatively simple throughout the story and it actually gave you something to like sit and think about and come up with a strategy for. So I did all but two and it was the last two that you get. So then and Alien. Is the Hellion before? Okay. Yeah, then it must have been those two. Whatever yeah. the last two characters you get. I didn't do those ones, but everything else I did 
all the way through. So I only had two pieces of equipment I think I was missing for all my characters. That sounds all right. That sounds all right. Well, but, uh, yeah. Um, I think I, like we, we want to go to the end, but we kind of need to talk about how we get there. So does anyone want to talk about the missing student section? Like uh, where a cult forms after you you beat everybody's uh you beat club. everybody's club, they dissolve, you kind of take in like one of their misfits or one like a person a part of their club into your tactics club. Uh as you're going through, you find um uh, the principal has this hidden finger figurine from the CNC uh, game or like an offshoot or offshoot. Well, it's a campaign that they never officially released. Yeah. And then mysteriously at one point, a snowstorm happens and you play the campaign for the, you play the unreleased campaign. After that, the figure goes missing so the students, the ice rink falls, and there's a cave down there. You meet a cult. Uh, I'm trying to think of how else to really, without going through all that. Well, it's just like, you notice that there's less and less students as you progress through each chapter. It's like, as you're, as clubs are losing, there's less and less students around. Um, I don't know if you guys notice it while you're playing, but I, I kind of did because I was no. like, man, I don't see those people anymore. I guess I, I didn't think of it at the time that they were like missing. I just figured they were doing other stuff because like now their clubs are to like, you know, gone. Disbanded, and, yeah. Yeah. And like, so they're doing other things or hiding in the room because they talk about like what Scarlet Scarlet's like the first one you would really notice because there's a reason to go back to her. And then yeah. after that, you start noticing like everybody's gone, like the kid that just holds books and, and like, yeah, it offers like... you stock advice, which <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such weird characteristics. But yeah, you just kind of see like things people are missing. You have a run in with a person that's wearing like a black robe and a mask, and they kind of just tell you like, oh, like you know, you're doomed, basically. And you bring it up to like the tactics club and they're kind of like, that's weird. Like, did they threaten you? And she's like, eh, not really, yeah. Yeah. but kind of. Um, and then as things progress, like they have an ice skating rink and then a hole falls like that hole appears. And then you follow Avery, which is one of the animal identification club members to there. No weapon. What? Snow leopard or something. Yeah. Yep. And you go down in there with Duncan and then like you get like a flash of like a bunch of these like mask wearing robe guys. And then like you and the tactics club like decide to check it out and you guys find like a bunch of like ritual stuff, a mask, there's like spray paint on the wall. Um, and then there's like these weird arrangement of rocks in the back corner. So you don't really know what's going on, but it kind of just, it's like, all right, well, there's less people. So this has to be those people you would think. And then, uh, during the finals of the snowball tournament, we, you go to face off with the student council 
And when you guys get there, the principal says, like, everyone has to attend or they'll be expelled. And then when you get there, nobody's there at all. And then they do, like, a surprise attack on you and you have to... Um, the student council get the president out or the principal out and then you have to kind of just escape on your own. Yeah, and then after that takes place, they're just kind of roaming in the school and you have to make your way to the principal's office so they can kind of give you like what is going on. And uh, we find out that the that figurine is cursed and the principal stole it and has been dealing with its evil powers for like 30 years or something. And it's time for somebody else to take over. Did I miss anything? No, I think uh, I think you went through everything. I think. Uh, I guess once that part happens, final battle happens where you fight the figurine. Well, you spoilers. You go back. You go to the cave again, and you have to use the power of memories and friendship. Friendship. With the know. power of friendship. What, you have what, power of friendship. You got people half health, then you're like, hey, talk to your friend about your problems. And they're like, yeah, hey, man. That's true. The, cl- the club's all hey, I have. Hey, man, remember like, about your parents? Yeah. Remember, you have horses at your house, man. Yeah. Club, you don't need this club. And then he shows that poster. Yeah, of my <laughs> yeah. <cheap> club. <laughs> yeah, it was very unfitting of a horse. <laughs> Um, but yeah, once you convert everyone back, then you end up in the, uh, cult church portion of the cave and the, uh, figurine is like a eight foot tall demon and demon. <laughs> and it's like, you'll never stop me. I will fight you forever and you will feel sadness. <laughs> I feel like I was a little French there. I don't, I mean, I wasn't intentional. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Lauren, explain the final boss fight with our French figurine. <laughs> um, uh, I don't, I don't want to explain it. What do you mean? You love that part. Oh, we never had a conversation about how much I loved that. Oh, actually, I was, I took a nap while you were going through this. So I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, you were literally sleeping while I was playing. So how many tries did it take you? Um, like two or three. Yeah, that, about the same for me. Wasn't yeah. that bad? I the first time it took me a minute to figure out like what was going on. You gotta attack his little his little buddies, and it hurts him. But it took me a minute to figure that out, and then the next time I went into it, I switched my team. It was much easier the second time. Are we talking about the same fight? No. We're talking about the second fight. Oh, I thought second that's what you were talking fight. about. No, I was talking about the no, figurine the fight boss. where yeah, figurine. he tells you to be hopeless and isolated. You suck. Isolated. Uh, you have no friends. Uh, yeah, he hit hard. He yeah, hit what yeah. Kind of, he's, he's, he's He's good at making you feel bad. I felt bad. So during that fight, which is what I was talking about with the Cavalier, I used him because if the main boss of the the figure, like the pyramid figure guy, if he attacks the same 
person twice, it does double damage. But he only attacks the person that's furthest away from him. So, with that tactic, I kept my Hellion literally the space in front of him. And I set it on fire, and I would keep attacking. And I used the Cavalier and the Paladin to clear out the area. So the Paladin doesn't move very well, but I could adjust it so that the Paladin was further away. And then on the next turn, use the Cavalier to be further away. And using that tactic, so there's turns where he'll do zero damage. So once I figured out that strategy, I wiped the floor with him. Yeah, I'm not really sure because I just put everybody in front of him. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if like same for the most part. Do it that way, but like he that's they it's like once you figure out that he only attacks the furthest person away, you could swap the two so that he doesn't double up on damage. So he does like one damage like every turn. Would have made life so much easier. Yeah. But then the so you beat him in his figurine form and you you're like, oh it's over, we're done with, we got this. And then he sheds the pyramid and he becomes like a weird black goo spider thing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what yeah. that is. That's how I describe it. And well, uh, you, you, I, you kind of forgot about during the first boss battle, you have like all the other kids from the other clubs like, helping you, giving you like support. Well, yeah, they get the you, horse beast. They get you out of depression. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. it pays to have friends. Yeah. Yeah, this whole game was about friendship. Yeah. I love it. It's like Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales, Dragon, Dragon. Tales. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But all right, so you go into that fight with him, and uh, in that form, he has the ability to grab you and drag you into like his mist. And if you get dragged in, it does like 98 damage or something and it kills your character. The cool part about this fight is that you get to use everyone. Yeah, I like that. So you could start with the three that you want, and if a character goes down, then another one will go in. Which is really cool. I like that yeah. a lot. But the strategy here is to kind of ignore him yeah. and kill all yeah. the minions. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, and then He'll just pick one of them to drag in after so much time. And if you stay, so much damage. well, if you stay far enough out, he can only drag you three squares. So if you can, if you stay away from that, let him drag you, and then move that character back out, he actually can't do really anything to you. It wouldn't let me move my character back out. No, it doesn't after he lets um, you grab. Yeah, if you are like one block away from like the mist, then you're stuck. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I I either got sucked in immediately because when I start <laughs> when I started this fight, I literally sent my Hellion directly in. Same. And I lost her on the first turn. Lessons learned. Yeah, and I was like, oh. So I used the rogue a lot in this one because he he can like pull things towards him. Got the yank. Yeah. But uh, best move in the game. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. He uh, he has a quite a bit of health, but like, if you kill the minions, the one will take three health away. Some will take five. Some will, and then I, is it just five? Yeah, 
Is yeah. that yeah, that's the big guy. But if you take out like a bunch of enemies in one turn, like you could take his health down like super fast. Um I, I like that tactic behind that. Um pretty satisfying. And then once you get his health all the way down, he just disappears and he's gone forever. Yep. And then, well, he tries to do something, and then the young monarch show up, and I, I, I they bring people with us. The weirdest end. Wait, I think the young monarchs yeah. are first, right? Are they? I thought they were after it. Uh, either way. And then everyone on the way out, it's like, "Hey, you've been a real cool person," and your person's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're <a> good friend." <laughs> You saved us, and then the cave's like collapsing, and you guys are like, "All right, like I just want to get out of here." Yeah, and your person's last one in there, and like turn, like looks news. There's one last glance. You're like, "Oh shit, I'm alone." And everybody left me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then afterwards, we get a big assembly where the Tactics Club gets claimed the ultimate club. All the other clubs can form up again because the principal is not scared of a six-inch figure. I mean, he was a demon. (laughs) That's true, I guess. Um, But yeah, so the we get the ultimate club, and everyone like gets to be in clubs again. Everyone's pretty happy, and then uh, we get the Breakfast Club ending that you guys were dying to talk about. So let's let's go into it. Let's hear it, Lauren. This we're gonna hand it to you. I want you to tell me every single ending. (laughs) Every person. Uh, The one that made me laugh was the... uh, Jacob? Is Banksy? Yeah, yeah, that was Uh, really tough. I was like, what? Because he did graffiti of words on the wall? Yeah. That made me laugh. I, uh... I love my my favorite one. One of my favorite ones are the the new wave kids, <laughs> and they're like Iggy's band was better than Scott's band or whatever their names are. And then the next person's like his band's better than Iggy's band, and it's, and it's yeah, signed yeah. a record deal. It's like they all did it or whatever. But yeah, like, well, they all just... had like micro like one just like did the band. One became like a like a. Like a music producer, and then like a label. And then next to them is that girl that's just standing there the whole game, Maybe and you're like, or whatever. And it's like, oh, I'll find out that she's a ghost. She's been dead for yeah. 40 years. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I, I love like, that what? she met, pops up like a go figure or something. I mean, I didn't. Or totally called it is what the achievement pops I up. I didn't really is. even like think about it. I was just like, oh, she's just sort of here. I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, and I never really thought of her being a ghost. I uh, thought my she was weird. Tw- what, hand, is it Handle, the the psychic boy like guy thing? Yeah, he's the... He's like, he never did use his psychic power to take over the world, but he's a better high school... Like, he's a teacher, and he's better off knowing he could or something. <laughs> Whatever. I love that, yeah. uh, that Todd, which is the music that's playing... He wrote that song about uh, what's her name? Alyssa, uh, Alicia, Alicia. Alicia. Yeah, like Alicia. the main, yeah, the main girl. He wrote that song because he was too shy to tell her that he liked her. And yeah, then like, she and still then, didn't know. Yeah, she didn't know because the lyrics are too vague. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about the caveman? No one's going to talk about the caveman. And we'll go ahead. 
Oh, so the caveman one is just like, oh, by the way, like he he's reenacting a caveman. He's not actually a caveman. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never thought he was. Yeah. But yeah. And there's the one kid, I don't remember what his name is or anything, who he was or anything, but the uh, end thing for him, it was kind of like, oh, he like, just became like a basic dad. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but not everyone can have a triumphant story, Dan. Well, I, I guess, but jeez. Yeah, my... live in average lives out here. My favorite is the book guy, like the kids with all the books was like, his was, he had a thing for perfume. And like he got so rich, he has a vault full of books. And he like, swims in. Yeah, he swims in. Like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, the the photography girl, like the yearbook club people, or the interviewers, or journalists, or whatever they are. Were they in the annex? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't go there. I figured the gate was closed, and then, like, I was supposed to go to, like, the map or something. Oh, no, they were, oh, they were no. in the cafeteria, or the auditorium. They were, like, oh, right to they? your left. Yeah, like, top, mm. up top by the Oh, stage. you didn't you didn't see hers? Oh, I it's might dark, have. man. It's yeah, dark. It's the one I did not expect. <laughs> it's like, her brother gets killed, and, like, she spends, like, ten years trying to track down the person. Yeah, and the it. other girls, like, yeah. helping her trying to get revenge. Yeah, it's like real dark. Like, oh, what is going on? A lot of them like run for office. Oh, the one girl and the other girl moved to Portland. The one girl has a crystal shop. Oh, yeah, this one psychic, the psychic girl. girl, Janine. Yeah. Janine. Janine. And Bahamut. Is... Yeah, Sarah. Yes, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, oh. it's so good though. They're all given like some oh, random Colin thing. Became, uh, the principal. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the whole story was he was telling the whole story to her daughter. Yeah. So unless I didn't notice, did it say what be what happens to her? She's no. a writer. She's, I, a, writer, she's a writer, but, but that's about okay. it. Gotcha. But but he's the one telling the whole story to uh, her daughter, and she's like. She's like, okay, but like, how does that help me? How does that help me <laughs> think of like if I want to join the writing club or not? Yeah, <laughs> that was kinda... yeah. She was like, "You're just giving me more pressure because I was already worried I wouldn't be as good as my mom." Yeah, yeah and he told her this big, they told her this big story about how she saved the school, <laughs> fought a yeah. demon. <laughs> yeah, fought a demon. Oh. Pretty good. I uh... there's another. Oh, there's another good one. Uh, the bully kids. Uh, I don't remember the one, but the other ones like went on, became like he invested in like the internet, became rich, started opening like philanthropy businesses, uh, started rescuing dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and I think the other one just became like a dad or something. Well, it was based Probably. on his name, Skipper. Skipper. He was a captain of a boat. Oh yeah, so he would just, yeah he just went on to a captain of the boat and then the other one like rescued dogs and stuff. What a guy! <laughs> that one girl who was all obsessed about dogs like tried to collect them all. Yeah, what psychopath? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It said something about like the ice something, and I was like, I don't know what the. I was like, I don't know what that is. Is that a reference to a dog or a, like a place? I don't. Her side mission's weird. 
Or like yeah. Duncan's like, all right, get your inner dog or whatever. And he's like, you see your, you see this dog. What is it doing? Where is it at? I was like, what is happening? What is this? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, like hypnotized her or some shit. Was getting out her inner bloodhound. Yeah. The inner bloodhound. That's the end. And uh, they closed that game out with a bang. Yeah. Yeah. So, how long did it take you guys to finish this game? 8.8 hours. At 8.5. Same. Tunza, stop doing this. Also, I wouldn't... Me and Corey have the same number of achievements. Stop doing this. (laughs) How many achievements do you guys have? I have all but like... 20 20 out of 29. Oh, okay. All but nine. Hmm. I have ten hours because oh, I got up and did other things. Nah, he just sucks at it. Don't let him lie. Yep, yep. Boo. Boo. Right. <laughs> yep, you got it. You got me. All right. Let's, uh, one more. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about or can we move into the end of the episode? No. We got it. All right, so we're going to move into recommendation. Each episode, we go around and find out if we would recommend the game and why or why not. So starting with Tunza, would you recommend this game and why or why not? Yeah, it was a good time. Um, We luckily got it on like a really good deal. I think we all bought it around the same time. But uh, for $15, yeah, you get you get eight. To, if you do everything, you could probably get 10 easy 10 hours out of it. Do all the challenges. Um, if you tried to perfect all of the f- battles. Yeah, there's like there's a there's plenty of stuff. You could just go back and do whatever you want to in those battles. Um, But yeah, I'd recommend it. It's just an easy like. It's the easiest like tactical RPG. You're kind of if you want the intro to like those kind of games like this might be something to try. I'm actually glad that it can't turned out that way because this is the first time Lauren's ever played a game like this. Yep. Oh, this is a good intro. It's more of like I would say this is more of like similar to a puzzle game than like a tactical RPG, but it's like the ground the groundwork's there. Yeah. So we'll move into Lauren. Would you recommend or not recommend? I mean, I had a good time playing it. I still don't think tactical RPGs are my thing, and I only say that because I can't remember all the skills, I can't remember all the effects of how they do this, 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 and this, so I wouldn't be able to do something more complicated in that field. Maybe if I played them all the time, I would get better at that, but as of right now, I wouldn't, but this one wasn't too bad. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought the story was fun. The gameplay was fun. played it on my Steam Deck, and everything ran really smooth. So, that was nice. So, I'd buy it. Yeah, I uh, I just want to point out that I told Lauren about how you could stack the Pyromancer's attack with the Hellion, and she's like, didn't know you could even do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if you use her one ability... If and use it on the Hellion, the Hellion kills an enemy, it gets to attack again. And I was like, it yeah, can make things have... much easier. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the words. It out, so. yeah, yeah, the words of whatever. 
So yeah, I perseverance, mean, perseverance. I'm glad you liked it though, Lauren. What about you, Dan? Um, so I'm kind of like on the fence because, like, I I felt like it starts off like pretty pretty slow, kind of boring. That's why I kind of got up and did other things. I sat on my phone while the game was open just because I was like, I just kind of need a break from this. But I mean, I I don't know. It's like at the, at the end, it's like, yeah, I had fun. I I enjoyed it. But it also, eh. I I think it's because it was a little too basic. Like the like the Maybe. combat stuff that you had to do quite a bit of was very basic. But also, like I said, like good for me, it was just like, all right, it's a good beginner tactical RPG for people. Yeah. Well, I would recommend it. I enjoyed my time with it. I really like the story. I like the world. And I really like the art style. Um, the gameplay is a little more simplistic than I would typically want, being someone that actually plays tactical RPGs. Um, but I still enjoyed it overall. Um, I never really got caught up during the story. So if I wanted to advance the story, I had no problem doing that. And then, like I said, the challenges were actually, like, where I was like, okay, I like this combat. Because it actually made you think and set up your team where before you can kind of, like, during the story, you can kind of just throw whatever. And you can figure it out. Um, but, yeah, overall, I really liked it. I think for that $5 price point that we got it for, I absolutely got that back times 10. Yeah, that was like, like a steal. That's what I said. It was like a steal when we all bought it. Um, and then I finished this over like a couple days. I would agree that I don't recommend playing this straight through. Like this isn't a game that I think I would want to play for like eight, nine hours straight. Is that what you did, Dan? Did you play like straight? Yup. Uh, yeah. Well, I did. I did like three or two nights. I kind of did in two days, kind of like I played it one night, then woke up and then started playing it and finished it then. So it's like kind of, but there's like a sleep break in between, you know? Yeah, you were the first, surprisingly, you were the first one done. I don't know. Just built different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, did we have any reviews for this one? There are a lot of lengthy ones. I did like this one that says the characters with the most busted combo are also gay for each other. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they uh they, they do kind of step across the border with some stuff in this this game. Yeah. And then So a lot of them either say the same thing or say it's boring. I just I think it's because it starts slow and the combat isn't all that engaging. I I don't like when people yeah. review this. So this person reviewed this after like a paragraph review and has point point four hours. And like gives this deep, long, lengthy like explanation of why it's not good, and it's like it's too easy. Uh, they like the way they do the HP makes no sense. I was like, you didn't even play the game. You played like three battles. Yeah, at that point. you played with the starting three characters in easy, like easy missions. I'm fine. Like I read the other ones that were like said the same thing, but they have like five and a half hours, eight hours, like you know. Yeah, if if you're giving it a shot and you don't like it, it's fine. Like I, you're entitled to your opinion. That that's you know kind of the point of this podcast. 
But like, yeah. you cannot write a lengthy paragraph about how bad something is, and if you've played twenty minutes of it. Well, just the going in depth about how it's not that deep, but then it's like, well, I just well, read no. it. It gets, it gets deeper. Like yeah, you, you just didn't even finish the first yourself. chapter. Lauren, did you have any, or are you just kind of in the same boat? Yeah, same boat, pretty much. All right, I guess we'll skip it for this one. I didn't know how it would be because it's not our typical like goofy game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of them are just like fun if you like D and D. Uh, very uh, change of pace. Uh, for um, tactic games, like like a lot of people praise the story and then just say it's a little basic. That's yeah, which I would agree with. I I just the reason I chose it is because we haven't touched anything like this before on the podcast so i wanted to I do a, something different i think it's a great filler for lauren who's never played these games to try because i yeah. couldn't imagine like we're gonna do XCOM. <laughs> yeah yeah or like final fantasy tactics <laughs> hell yeah, well, yeah final fantasy. <laughs> but actually like, we're gonna play four player um divinity original sin <laughs> We're gonna do one boss fight for six and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna gain oh, yeah. the power to chalk the animals. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that was that's kind of like I wanted to see how Lauren would react to this, and I'm glad that it wasn't so difficult that she just didn't want didn't want to finish it. Yeah, I liked it. So We'll move on, and we are going to find out what we are playing for the month of May. Lauren has that pick, so she's going to tell everyone what game we're playing and why she chose it. Well, this is as long as it works, because it's the game's called Little Witch in the Woods. I don't know. I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's a uh, game preview currently, but it's on Game Pass. It reminds me of, like, Stardew Valley. But it says it's about eight hours to beat, so... The only reason I said if it can be played, you'll have to test it. There's reviews from last year, which I'm sure it's been updated by now, saying that they couldn't save the game. So, as long as nobody has issues with that, that's the game I want to play. I thought it looked good, and since it's on there, we all already have Game Pass. I'd really like to play it. Yeah, as long as we did, like one of us will just have to download it and confirm that you can save it. Yeah. Well, I guess my main thing is like, I, we'll we'll figure it out. It shouldn't take long. Let's just not wait. Let's not put this one off. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Like we usually. Do. The, it's not yeah. a big download. I already. No, it's a gig. I'm downloading it right yeah. now. Yeah. So we can test it immediately. It's. From what I read, it was just a couple people are like, I literally dumped, you know, hours and hours and saved, and when I went back, it wasn't saved. <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll mess with it and see. We'll dive in a little further, but I'm willing to give it a shot. If not, we might adjust on the fly, so. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what we're playing, Little Witch in the Woods for the month of May. And, uh, yeah. So, great. I had a lot of fun talking about Winter More Tactics Club on NLGC. But before we go, we wanted to share where you can find us online. First, we have a YouTube channel called NerdLag where we'll be uploading some great content. So make sure to subscribe for the latest videos. We have a Facebook page at NerdLag Game Club. 
Make sure to like the page so you can get the latest news about the podcast. You can also find us over on Twitter at NerdLag, where we share some of the latest gaming news and stuff we find interesting. And lastly, we have a Discord at NerdLag, where you can talk to us in voice chat and join in some discussion about everything nerdy, like video games, anime, movies, and chat with like-minded people. If you'd like to join, ask for an invite. Uh, We also want to thank everyone that tuned in for this episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with your friends. And also follow us on Spotify. It really helps. On to the final credits. At the end of each episode, we just kind of talk about what we've been playing or what we've been doing or just anything in general. Uh, This episode's already sort of long, so we'll kind of keep it brief this time around. Is there anything that you guys want to talk about? Uh, Me and I started playing through Dead Island 2. Have you finished it yet? No, no. We started uh, playing Hunt Showdown again because there's an event in that that ends on Monday, so we were trying to go through that. I seen, like, the second day that I was out, somebody 100%ed it, like, all the achievements, and had, like, a hundred, like one day and 22 hours in it or something. Nice, love yeah. that. Yeah. I, was, I mean, that's... I'm saying. That's actually not that bad for, like, 100%ing it, though. Well, no, but it's it was like out for like two days. Yeah, that they probably they probably <laughs> so got like, an early copy and nonstop play it. Yeah. Well, watching like Dan and Adam, like I watched the stream, it looked good. You think it's yeah, yeah? Do you like it so far better than the first one, or do you like the quirkiness of the first one better? All right, it, so the first it one seems like it's I there. haven't played. The first one since it originally came out, which was I don't even know what year that was, twenty eleven. It's old. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Something like so that. it's like I don't remember a single thing about that game really. So it's like I I can't really compare. I mean it looks much. It, it looks the same. From what I've seen, it's like very similar to the first one. Well, I've, the only gripe I've really heard people say is it, it's a game that was written ten years ago, which makes sense because like, it's been in development hell mm. for however long. What is it? And got originally announced like twenty fourteen. I think it was twenty fourteen. Yeah, and then it just came out in twenty twenty three. So that tells you just the amount of like turmoil and development like purgatory this thing was in but people seem to like it i've seen mostly positive reviews from it so i don't know i've seen some people complaining that it's too short because the main story is only like 12 hours or something like that not everything needs to be 60 hours yeah i'm starting to agree like i think 10 hours is a good time like for a triple a game Obviously, replayability is something, but like everything doesn't need to be 40, 30 hours. What um, what class are you playing, Dan? Or character, um, rather. So I'm Carla. Um, I don't know. I didn't really read into their like whole ability stuff pretty well. Because there was like, they they all come with like their different stats. Like some character stat, one stat is higher than the other. So um, what... the only thing I've really noticed is. My HP is higher than Adam's character's HP. Mine's like 1300 and his is like 1000, I think. I seen that somebody was complaining about one of the characters like that it's a female character and and they're much weaker than everyone else because their abilities suck. 
like um, does more so damage be... with single it like yeah. single zombies or whatever and it's like yeah that never happens yeah. yeah so that would be amy which is the character adam plays as but it's like i, I don't know i I don't know. I feel like it's Dead Island and those stats don't matter like that much. I could see that. I don't I don't Hopefully remember I, I, don't know. I don't even remember if you had anything like that in the first game. A little bit. Like you had like each character's got like a slight boost to like their type of attack. Like the guy that had the yeah, like the like blunt damage slash and elemental. I don't really remember. Been, I never got to finish that game because it was so it was so buggy. But uh, yeah. watching, uh, they're also having issues of watching Adam run backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see him like walking backwards. The one time my person became out of sync with myself on Adam's like end. So like I was standing in one place for me. But for Adam, I was, like, in this other spot. And so, like, I got stuck in, like, a corner of a wall because I'm not really controlling me. I'm controlling that one. And then I, like, randomly just went down and then I, like, teleported back to, like, where my person was actually at for Adam. That's super weird. Yeah, yeah. But that only happened once so far, so we'll, we'll see. Or did you have anything? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think I've played anything recently. Since... You never do. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't play Overwatch. Ooh, oh, we haven't. Tons of plays that. Not in a while. Or Call of Duty. I don't play that. Oh. Or. Fortnite. Oh, oh yeah, I'm Fortnite. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> hey, hey, I was like, game. I said something about Fortnite, and I was like, oh, like fun. Like we had fun when we played, and they're like, they just started making fun of me. I was like, all right, guys, I'll never mention it again. Um, yeah, don't we think were, I was no, playing something. We just no, had to get excited about it. I don't know if yeah, I ever yeah. like when we recorded talked about like I played the Cruel King and the Great Hero stuff like that. I went through like. Two or two games, three games. I can't remember if you brought that up during the podcast at all, though. Yeah, that was really good. I want to buy the other game, the like Liar Princess and Blind Prince. Or I guess the only other thing we've really played is Project Zomboid, and uh, that game's hard. Oh yeah, yeah, we did play that. Yeah, yeah. What a what a time that was. Yeah, Dan hates it, I believe. Oh, I. <laughs> um, the my biggest gripe, I've just been playing whatever GameCube games, nothing crazy. Um, so Pokemon does the Squishmallows, and yeah. they did Pikachu and Gengar. Gengar is impossible to get because of people buying them and flipping them like assholes. Yeah. Well, they right. just released. Togepi and Snorlax and they are already sold out and they're already selling them for like double triple what they're worth so I just wanted to point out like you guys are fucking assholes yeah (laughs) people like me just want to get a Gengar and I don't want to pay 
$80 for a fucking plushie. Yeah, that's $25. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. And hey. my GameStop pre-orders got canceled. Yeah, cheating GameStop. Yeah. Yeah, boo. Yeah, boo. boo Alright. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, I think that was a good little, little extra time at the end. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, we talked a lot more than I expected us to about the game. Um, if you played it along with us, let us know what you thought of the game. Um, but until then, we are going to install our next game and get ready for our next episode. So thanks for listening and hanging out, and we will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.